Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner. It's myself today, Ali Pearson, who will be hosting. We're missing a few members today. Carney's away down south. I think you all know that. He's doing a bit of training for his new job. Um, we're missing Jamie and we're missing Ryan as well. So the only guest we've got left to bring on is uh, Scotia. How are we doing, Scotia? Uh, evening, Pearson. Yeah, it's a very quiet one um, compared to the ones we've been doing recently. So we'll see how this goes. It is. Uh, to be fair, I think the last ones we've had four or five of us on, which has been quite decent. But um, no, fair play, we've stepped up whenever I need. Carney's quite happy that we're doing this for him. So, yeah, hopefully we do well. And um, you never know, Scotia might get our own show on this, the two of us together. Fat <laughs> <laughs> chance of that happening. <laughs> but anyway, we'll dive right into it. So, we'll touch on St. Johnson game straight away. Obviously, I know you, um, Carney, and Jamie did a post-match pod on it. I did listen to myself. It was quite a long podcast. You guys did on the, the debrief on it. I, myself, as you all know, was watching it down the pub. So <laughs> that's where I watched most of the way games down there. But um, yeah, I mean, a brief, I'll touch on my thoughts on the game. I know I spoke to you at halftime. I spoke to you, um, I spoke to Carney, sorry, at full time. And then you obviously come up to the pub afterwards and we discussed it. But I thought St. Johnston played exactly how I thought they would play. I've watched St. Johnson in Europe this season and I thought they played the exact same. They frustrate, they're a very frustrating team. They're, um, they know every trick in the book in terms of how to frustrate us, stopping games, slowing the game down. I just thought they, 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 they did everything I've seen them do in these European ties and I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised with the, the route one long ball with O'Halloran with the pace. So it, it didn't surprise me to be honest. Obviously, Goldson was the was the big miss coming into it. That's his first game he's missed for Rangers in eighty one games or something, which is some some achievement. And it's because of COVID that took him out. So not an injury, but 
Yeah, I, I thought the first half, I thought Rangers were, um, they, they take their time this season, Rangers, to grow into games, I feel. A couple of half chances. Um, McLaughlin at one point come screaming out his goal and took O'Halloran out of the game. It was a yellow. I've seen a few people say it could have been a red, but to be fair, I think he was going away from the goal. But in terms of the first half, Scotia, have your, has your thoughts changed now? You've probably had a look at the, the highlights, etc. Uh, the highlights were actually just on Sky Football there just before we started recording this um, on Wednesday evening. Um, so I was sitting watching watching that while I was waiting you getting this all set up. My thoughts have changed slightly. Um, knowing that you're comfortable in the outcome of the game, I wasn't as... I feel a wee bit more comfortable with it, but I still think that we're starting games far too slowly this season. We just don't have the intensity. I don't know if that's because we've not managed to get like a the full squad, a full pre-season kind of thing. Although obviously last year we had an extended pre-season to get everyone up to speed um, all together. So I don't know if that's that's a fact in it. So I'm still a wee bit concerned that we're tending to start games a bit too slowly for my liking. Um, but yeah, having kind of seen the highlights back and watching the extended highlights in MRTV as well, um, I felt more comfortable with the first half than I did at the weekend, I think. But that's just because I know the outcome of the game. Yeah, I mean, I texted the group chat saying it had... Um... Shades of Dungeon United again. I thought there was a lot of similarities to the Dungeon United game. Uh, a lot of people meet have a go at Connor Goldson now and again, but I think he's a huge miss, Connor Goldson, in that back line. I think we, we've seen at the weekend why Gerard picks him every single game with a Hollander or a Balogun. I, I thought Balogun and Hollander, that's the first time they've played together, I'm pretty sure. I thought they looked uneasy at times. I thought I spoke to Carney at full time and Hollander to me is our best best defender, if you know what I mean, in terms of defending. But natural defender, yeah. Natural defender, yeah, that's how you describe him. But I did say to Carney, now and again he has that one game where he's a you could maybe say a bomb scare. I remember Livingston last season at Bambi and Ice. Again, at the weekend, he couldn't get to grips with O'Halloran at all with his pace. He was giving them a hell of a time. And I mean, O'Halloran isn't he a great footballer, but he's got that one thing, which is pace. And it can terrorise defenders at times, especially when St. Johnson's playing a long ball over the top and getting our centre-halves turning. But I thought him and Balogun looked a bit shaky at times at the back. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I can agree with that. But as you mentioned, I think I do think that's the first time they've probably played the full game together, at least. I mean, you, you say Goldson's played those 81 games there. I think he's played every single minute of those 81 games as well. Um, so, yeah, you could part, partly put it down to that as well, um, that they've, because they've not played together as a central half to, um, pairing. that they did, they did look a wee bit, a wee bit shaky. But at all season, I've kind of been a wee bit... Felt our defence has been a wee bit looked a wee bit off at times, um, and again I don't know if that just comes back to not having the full pre pre season or not, but just moments here and there I think. Yeah, I mean I I, I don't think we're up to speed at all. Even in the Celtic game, there was points of that. I don't we've we've not hit top gear at all. Rangers, to be fair, the whole season I think we've been in second gear and. Like you said, there's circumstances to that in terms of we've not had the team he wants to play. 
again, it's another game at the weekend. We've not been able to play the same team twice in a row, I think. Obviously, because Goldson wasn't there. You could say midfield to front was the same, but it's another player that we've not been able to play the same 11. But, yeah, I mean, the first half, I thought, was, was what it was, to be honest. Second half, I thought Rangers started all right, and then just a route one ball over the top. O'Halloran does get a bit of joy for Hollander in terms of it. He gets mixed up with it. It's a good finish, to be fair, from O'Halloran. But at that point, I'll be honest, I was thinking, oh no, Dungeon United all over again. What, what were you thinking at that point? Yeah, scars of the past few seasons, not last season, but the seasons before that, I think the scars of the past are always going to kind of kick about. Um, that changes at the, the end of the game, my thoughts on that, but um, that's always there when you're watching the game. You just think, how are we going to get out of this? Because you know what's going to happen. St. Johnson are just going to sit back deep and then just say, come on, show us what you can do. And boy, did we. Um, but with the O'Halloran goal, Hellander kind of slipped. And I noticed that a couple of times in the first half as well, that Tav slipped quite on quite a few yeah. occasions. It only seemed to be our players that were doing it, so I don't know if the boots weren't up to scratch or if it was something with the pitch that they maybe weren't used to. But I did notice that we were we were sliding about a few times um, during, yeah. during the game. But after they scored, I mean, you, you said scar tissue, which we mentioned last season a lot of the time. You could go back to two years ago. A Rangers team may have folded at that point, but you've got to give the team credit. I, I thought that actually gave Rangers a kick up the arse, to be honest, because immediately we went up the park and... I think the Joe Rebo played and Tav fizzed a ball across and, and Morelos was oh, oh, he was a boss here from putting it in the back of the net and it, at that the ball point was I just thought, a wee bit too fast. Yeah. Uh, he, he spun it in a bit too much and at that point Rangers were starting to play. They were moving the ball quicker, which we need to do against especially against these teams that just sit in. And obviously the, the penalty came again. It was quick feet again and um, Ryan Kent was taken down. Stonewall penalty for me. Kamar Roof steps up and takes a penalty instead of Tav. I like to see strikers hit penalties. I was watching the pub at the time. There was a lot of guys getting excited, and I was going, well, look, hold on a second. You're not great at penalties, to be honest. <laughs> and then um, Roof missed his last penalty against Xander Clark. Or Clark saved it, I think, last time. So, and he does that funny wee run-up Roof as well, which I, I'm not a fan of. But to be fair, puts it straight down the middle and gets us right back into the game with a good, I don't know, was it 30 minutes left to play? Maybe just slightly more than 30 minutes. So what was your, your feelings in, in Kamar Roof taking the penalty? And do you think he will be the penalty taker going forward? Um, yeah, I mentioned this at the weekend. I'm quite a fan, like yourself, of strikers um, taking penalties, unless you've got someone in your team that you Mark must Alton. absolutely dynamite at them. Yeah, well, aye, true, <laughs> true that. Um, but it's, unless you've got someone else in your team that you know... Um, is brilliant at them, then I've always got the preference that a striker takes the penalty. Um, it was, yeah, it was about five minutes after St. Johnson scored, so we got back into it straight away, and as you say, it's got half an hour to go. On the penalty takers going forward, I've not got any real worries, whoever, if it's Tav, if it's Roof. As you say, don't be Morelos, because we've seen a few sclaffs from him throughout the years. But um, I've got no concerns. Whoever's feeling more com confident at the time, and I think Gerard alluded to that yeah. um, in the post-match interview. Yeah, no, he did. He, he, he said in, in his aftermatch, Gerard, that 
doesn't bother him to be honest. And a lot of football teams have a, a set penalty taker, and that's the end of the day. I mean, you see a lot of these teams when the guys are going on a hat trick and they argue about the penalty, etc. But no, fair play to, to Ruth and Tav as well for saying, no, you, I'll let you take this penalty. And um, no, it got us back into the game. And at that point, to be honest, I thought, no, with 30 plus minutes left on the clock, we've got a right good chance. I knew St. Johnson would just sit in as they were doing the whole game. And again, try and play the long balls. There was a couple of chances. I think it was, uh, it was Ali Crawford had a good chance where again, O'Halloran sort of, Get away from Hollander, pulls it back. Tav slides in at the, the last moment and kind of probably puts him off, and it it goes over the bar. And uh, that was probably their best chance, to be honest. And then 70, 79 minutes, I think it was, we're again playing on the edge of the, the box. Uh, Ryan Ken picks the ball up, pulls out of Tav, and he whips an absolute delicious shot right over Xander Clark, who, let's be honest, Xander Clark is six foot. God knows what. He's a big guy. And to get the dip, to get that ball up and down into the back of the net, already for me, a contender for goal of the season. And Tav showing why he's the Rangers captain, stepped up, took the responsibility. And at that point, when we went two and up, I thought, no, I think we'll see this out. And then... Um, it was a fantastic goal. What was what's your thoughts on the goal? Oh, it was brilliant. Absolutely stunning. Um, I think it's probably one of Tav's best goals that he scored. Um, Similar to the Hibs, Hibs goal he scored years ago at Ibrox, remember that one? What, and I said yeah. it was a league at the weekend, but it was in the Challenge Cup. Yeah, what, Is that the one you're thinking of? One at Ibrox where won 1-0 ages ago and he got a bit oh, of right, dip. I'm, I'm, down. Think, I'm thinking of the Challenge Cup game in his like it was first game yeah but no it was an absolutely brilliant goal so more of that please Tav yeah um, and to be honest I thought Rangers seen the game out quite well they gave their um, as we always do for some bloody reason a corner kick to the opposing team all the time it happened against Celtic happened again against St Johnson the weekend the last seconds Xander Clark comes <laughs> up to up to our penalty box again and a lot of guys in the pub had flashbacks of, oh, not again, man. But you could you could sell the Rangers players were saying, like, somebody get on to him. And then, to be fair, the ball in the box was way behind him. We dealt with it. And, yeah, out in McDermott Park, 2-1-1. I thought that was a huge win for Rangers. A couple of tricky games at the start of the season, Rangers, but I thought that's one. We've, we've been asking for Rangers to kick on. We've won our last three in the league, I think, now. So, hopefully, we can go on a run. The games we've got coming up are favourable, although a couple of tricky ones, but they are favourable. But I thought it was a good result against a, a well-organised St Johnston team. They know their role, St Johnston. They know how to frustrate. I thought the boy, um, is it Craig, who went down after the penalty, I thought that was an embarrassment, to be honest with him. And to me, he should be brought up for that, trying to get Morelos sent off. I actually thought, I'll give him a bit of credit, I thought Willie Collum dealt with it quite well. Had a yellow card out straight away and had them all in a wee line as if they were four schoolboys and just booked them all one after the other, which I've not seen in a while. So I actually thought he'd done all right that, to be fair. But yeah, what was your feelings after that result? You were the same as me thinking that, that that's a, a massive three points for us moving forward. Yeah, a big result. And it just kind of reconfirms what we were doing last season. And, you know, two seasons ago, these are the types of games where we would either come away with a defeat or a draw at the very best. Um, but it, it just reconfirms that this team are now, they know how to go out and win these games. 
So it just gives me the utmost confidence going forward. Because like I say, we are, we are starting far too slowly at the minute. So get that nailed down, then I think we'll be okay in the league going forward for the time being. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought Rangers showed a lot of character at the weekend and I was um, I was delighted it did not ruin my Saturday. So, yeah, <laughs> it was a good Saturday. Well, I might have um, stayed in the house. <laughs> I know, but um, moving on, we will just touch on briefly the, the B team were playing last night. They were playing in the Cup against Air United. Obviously, we've watched the B team once this year. I would have went last night, but I was, uh, I was working away, so I, I couldn't go, but... We've had discussions in the B team in terms of the league there, and they are humping teams to be polite in that league. Are they getting a good enough test? This last night was a good test for them. Even though they lost 3-0, I was kind of following it through the Twitter feed. I think they did quite well, Rangers, up to just before half-time when United got a goal. But I think they did themselves quite proud, that Rangers team, and probably the type of test that that team needs now and again just to not bring them down to earth, but that's the type of games it should be. It will be a test for them because Air United are a team probably looking at playoffs in the championship this year. What's your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, as you rightly say, in the Lowland League, we seem to be doing really, really well. I mean, we beat Bonnie Rig Rose at the weekend yeah. and they were sitting top of the league or joint mm-hmm. top with us at the time. Um, and I think that level of league is probably... We need to be playing slightly higher than that, with all due respect to the rest of the league. But yeah, going up against a team like Air that'll have ex-pro professionals, you know, a lot of the guys in the Lowland League will just be semi-pro, I would imagine. Whereas a team like Air, you'll have ex-players that have got premiership experience, um, got good championship experience as well. So it was always a tough ask, I think, to get through through in that game. I'm, I'm like yourself, I would have went along, but I ended up not finishing work until about half past ten last night um, and completely forgot about it until until I checked my Twitter once I'd finished work. Um, yeah, so I think it would be great if we could get up the leagues a wee bit, the B team. You know, if that if they let us do that, I don't know if it'll ever happen because I think they do need tested a wee bit a wee bit higher quality than we, we currently get in the Lowland League. Um, but unlucky for them last night. Yeah, I mean... And, and, in fact, uh, also just be... I've seen... I don't know... Just wanted to make a point. I seen Leon King went off with a knock potentially, which is another. I mean, I know you didn't touch in Hellander in the St Johnston, so it kind of recover back there. Yeah. Um, but that's another centre half picking up a, a wee knock. Seems to be all happening in there at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I'll come on to that in the presser, but um, hopefully he's all right, Leon King. But yeah, in terms of the B team. I think the game we actually went and seen was probably not, not the worst game to see in terms of the 1-9-0, but the, the, the opposition, the quality of the opposition wasn't great. I I would like to go back, and we've all said it, maybe go back, um, maybe over, I don't know if they're playing over the international weekend, to go and see them against a, a, a better team within that league, an East Bride or something, just to see what they're like against a better team. But no, I mean, if, if people haven't been down to the B team down at Dunbarton, it's it's well worth going down. We've, we've mentioned previously on this, it's it's a good one to bring the the kids along to as well, and the the value for money I, th- I think is really good. So, yeah, that's that that's enough on the B team. But um, you've got something else to touch on, Scotia, on a, an email that Rangers sent what's about an hour ago. Yeah, the email came through from the if you remember, my jers um, talking about. Um, 
registering for tickets for the the Dundee game on this 25th of September at Dens Park. Um, basically, you've got until tomorrow morning, let's say Thursday the 16th of September at 9am to register your interest. But what the email does talk about is that there were up to 400 people had um, registered their, their interest in the game, but then didn't take up their allocation in the ballot. So there's potentially 400 people that missed out on the chance and they would have actually went along. It also means that those 400 people that have done that are now kind of down to the bottom of the list in terms of the ballots for future away games. So that's something to keep in mind if you end up do clicking the the interest to register. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and they did say the, the ticket price isn't out and the full allocation isn't out because Dundee haven't basically done that yet. So we'll need to wait in terms of what the allocation will be and what the ticket price will be. But that game, um, a week on Saturday, three o'clock kickoff, isn't, isn't on the telly. It's not on Sky Sports. So... Yeah, there'll be a lot of guys want to go to that one in terms of because it's not on the TV. So, yeah, we'll just need to see what comes from that. But jumping on to tomorrow night against Leon, um, did you watch the press today? Yeah, I, I did manage to squeeze them both in. That's good. So, <laughs> you done your job at least. You watch that press of. <laughs> Unlike Jamie, eh? it's Jamie, it's Jamie, uh, it's Jamie that doesn't. Jamie's like never going to live that one down, is he? But um, no, today it was um, it was Gerard and Tav, which I like to see as a as a captain, especially when we're just we're starting our adventure in the Europa League in the group stages. So it's good to see the captain out as well. But yeah, Gerard was up first. He was asked on the obviously obviously Leon start in the their league form hasn't been. Brilliant. I'll come on to that later on in terms of they're sitting, I think, seventh in the in the French League at the moment. But he obviously said there's a new manager in there and it, it takes time in terms of, of getting a team together and how he wants them to play as well. He referred to Leon as a as a Champions League team, which I think we've all referred to that when the draw came out. He was obviously asked on Gerard Hooley was the was the ex-manager there in terms of sadly he he passed away. And he basically says he was he was the guy that gave his his opportunity, and um, he hopes that he's um, tomorrow night he'll be watching down in the game for for both sides in terms of Leon and Rangers because he's obviously managing Rangers. And then he touched on some good news and bad news to be honest in terms of the injury injury front. Hollander is um, he's he's had surgery and. They did ask him later on in terms of how long do you think he'll be out. He can't give that date until we really know, but he did say it's going to be months, to be honest, which which is a huge blow because Hollander's had a... If you take the game of the weekend out of the way, he's, he's had a great a great few weeks in terms of the goal against Celtic. He's played for Sweden. He brought Abba back as well. So he's he's had a good few <laughs> couple of weeks, Hollander, but that, that's a major, major blow, Hollander. But... On the positive side, Connor Goldson's going to be available tomorrow, which I think is absolutely massive. So, I mean, I'll come back on the press, but just quickly, Scotia, what's your thoughts on first Hollander missing for which looks like possibly up to next year, and obviously Goldson coming back in as well? Yeah, on Hollander, it's um, gotten really because, like you said earlier, I think he probably is our best natural defender. He's been playing really well for us recently. He's finally broke into the start and 11 of the Sweden team and now so obviously he's going to miss the, the international games and 
October and September for them, which is which is a blow for him personally, I would imagine. Um, yeah, so you'd never like seeing a player being out for, for a long period of time. Um, but unfortunately, these things do happen. So hope he's okay and hope the, the recovery um, goes well. And it, it's not too much longer. And like, as you say, maybe turn of the year, December, turn of the year time until we... He's done it, but I mean, he's done it. Sorry, I mean he's done it before in terms of when he got injured against Celtic and that 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 League Cup final, and he, he came back and he was brilliant last season. So you I mean you hope he'll do the exact same again? Yeah, definitely. And then Alan Goldson, Goldson being back tomorrow is absolutely fantastic news. Biggest best news of the press conference. Biggest thing I took away from the press conference. So I don't know if there was any kind of sort of dark arts getting played in the for the press conference area earlier in the week when. Um, you know, did we say Goldson was out? Probably not. Um, but it's just great to have him back in um, for tomorrow night because that was going to be a big concern for us in the terms of the second yeah. half pairing for tomorrow night. Yeah, he's massive, Goldson. I, I was having a discussion in the in the in the pub at the weekend in terms of one of the guys in the pub we know, isn't he, a Goldson fan? And I, I was saying, but he offers to me. He's a ball playing centre half, Goldson. We can mix our game up a wee bit when we play goals in terms of we can ping long balls. Hollander and Balogun can't really do that, to be honest. So I think he's a huge, huge player for us, Goldson, going forward. So I was delighted to hear that. But he was asked on the back of that about Katic in terms of would he recall him? And he did say that he wouldn't recall him because um, basically he needs uh, minutes in his legs. And if we recall him to, to sit on the bench, it, it's pointless, basically. So... Kathic will be staying where he is. He was also asked on Hadji, where's he at the moment? He's trying to get him back. I think the Scottish government today has just changed their um, their um, rules in terms of sports people coming back into the country from um, red countries. So he's he's coming hopefully back, I'd imagine, maybe for the Livingston game. But again, he can't put a date in that. He was asked about McGregor as well. Said a, a slight niggle at the weekend, so that's why I didn't um, risk him. But he's a fully fit and available too. Tomorrow night's obviously his fiftieth European game, which is a lot of European games for Steven Gerrard in, in in four years. He's been with Rangers, which is a remarkable achievement. He says he's enjoyed the ride in terms of being a manager, and also it's a it's a big selling point in terms of him bringing players into the club that were in Europe. And also, he was asked to get into the Leon team. He basically said. Champions League team again, but tomorrow we need to play our own game, be brave and uh, take the game to them. So, yeah, that was pretty much Gerard in the press conference. Was there anything else you took from that at all? No, I think you've covered most of it. One thing he did, like, he got asked about, you know, progressing further than we have done previously. And he mentioned, you know, obviously Leon being top seeds and um, things like that. But my concern is with, with finishing second, you need to play one of the dropout teams from the Champions League. That's my only only worry because there's some good groups in that Champions League this year. And um, one of the third teams could be of a team as good, if not better quality than Leon and the likes. So, Yeah, but to be, if you want to get fun in these competitions, you need to play these teams, to be honest. So, yeah, we'll just need to see where, where it takes us in terms of the group stages, but... Next up was obviously was the, the captain Tav. So again, they were asking about the European nights. Ibrox, he was saying he loves these big games under the lights. Obviously, with the fans, says it brings the best out in this Rangers team. 
and he, he can't wait to get going. Obviously, they touched about in terms of previous years, in terms of Rangers getting to the past the group stages, etc. He says that well, they always want to try and beat that, and that that's the the aim is to go one step further if possible. But we need to take the group stages first. We need to get the group first, and then we'll we'll take it from there. And he was also asking in terms of the Leon front line. Obviously, we'll come on to it in terms of the actual match, but Dembele isn't going to be there. But he basically said that their front line's really good and we'll need to be on it and we'll need to be switched on to, to cope with them. And obviously, they asked about Dembele. Is it a big boost in terms of he's he's not going to be there? But I think Gerard alluded to it as well in terms of Leon have a lot of quality to bring in, even though they don't have Dembele. So whoever comes in will fill his boots no doubt, and last one was the kind of the evolution of the team from when he kind of started with Rangers. Obviously, he's been with the, the progress neither corn, which <laughs> from all those years ago in terms of where Rangers are now, and he, he talked about how Gerard's transferred the club inside and out and basically back to, to how Rangers should be in terms of a, a major force in Europe. And he also said... They asked about would a lot of teams want to avoid Rangers in this competition. And he basically said, "Yeah, a lot of teams have, have said to him that they would they would want to avoid Rangers because we are a a force to be had, especially in this Europa League in terms of the last few years." So, what was your um, your thoughts on Tav in the press conference? Yeah, I enjoyed Tav's one again. It's the player one. The player ones always are, are always fairly yeah, similar. It's not same yeah. questions kind of thing. But I, I like Tavi speaks well. When he, he mentioned he was speaking with his, his wee brother as well, about how they were getting pinned. He always get pinned back in those last five minutes of games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good to hear from Tav. Good that he's available, playing well, that goal. So yeah, enjoyed that one. As yeah, well. no, I, I'm the same. See, when the, I, I like the Gerard interviews, but see when they come on to the players, it's the same kind of stuff, to be honest. And it's kind of repeating the stuff of what Gerard said, but... Yeah, it was good. Like I said earlier on, it was good that, that Tav was doing the presser because it is an important game for the club in terms of um, being in the group stages again and, and going forward. So, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll move on from that and we'll, we'll touch on the game. So, Leon, we've obviously played previously. We played them in that cup in pre-season a couple of years ago. We beat them 2-0. We've played them, obviously, Champions League before with Walter Smith where we beat them 3-0 away from home, which was probably one of the best away European games I've watched. It was a brilliant result, but then the home tie was flipped on its head and it was 3-0. Leon Darshville missed a setter, but that's um, what happened in terms of the road to Manchester. If Darshville had scored that and it was one each, we would have never been to Manchester. Never know, we might have went in Champions League final that year, but yeah, that was that. But in terms of Leon at the moment, they're sitting seventh in their league at the moment. They've only played five games. They've won two, they've drawn two, and they've lost one. The last game they played was Strasbourg at the weekend where they, they won 3-1. They've got a new manager, um, Peter Boz, I think that's how you pronounce his name, who's the ex-Bayer Leverkusen manager who obviously played against us last year. So he'll have a bit of knowledge on this Rangers team the atmosphere at Ibrooks, he's experienced that as well. So he'll be probably quite confident in terms of he'll know how we're going to play Rangers in terms of he's played this before. And they're obviously a pot one Leon. So as Gerard alluded in the press conference, they has been pot one. They'll be favourites to to top the group. 
as we said, Musa Dembele is um, is not available for the game, which is a which I think is a boost to be honest. He, he is a although we don't like him as he played for the other side of the city, he is a good player. I can a man have to say he's a good player. He would cause us problems, but he's not going to be there. So, but the other one, I was rumours the other night Shakiri might not come because he had done two vaccinations or something, but. He's part of the squad and has travelled, and also because of the the COVID rules being changed by the Scottish government today, there's there is the three players that were were ruled out. I think two Brazilians and one other guy. I'm not sure where he was from because they were in red areas with international duty. They are now available because they, they can come back into the squad. So, what's your thoughts on on this Leon team, Scotia? Yeah, I mean. I was hoping to watch the game actually against Strasbourg on Sunday night because it was on BT Sport three, but um, things other things get in the way of that. Um, but yeah, Leon, yeah, as you could say, pot one team. I don't think they're as good as they were a couple of years ago when they got to the semi-finals of the Champions League. I think they beat Man City and oh, who else did they beat? Did they beat Barcelona as well? And then they get put out by Bayern Munich, I think. Oh, they might so I don't, I don't, think, I don't. I don't think they're as good as as, as, as that team were. And as you mentioned, because Boss has come in, new manager, I think it's t- it obviously does take a wee bit of time because he comes in with new ideas. Um, Dembele's missing. I think he's their top scorer this season um, yeah. so far. They've also got um, Denier, from, who obviously played with Celtic in the past as well. And I think he's come on leaps and bounds since we last seen him play because I know he was in the, the Belgium squad for the, the yeah. Euros in the summer there. I think they're also missing um, Dubois, their captain. So that's their captain and vice captain both missing missing for this game. Don't know how how important that'll be. They also play Paris Saint Germain on Sunday night in the league in league on. So are they? I don't know if they would look at this game as a chance to rest players for that. I don't know what one they're considering the more important at this time because it's, it's the first game. So I don't know if if that would even enter enter their mind or not, but. Was inter- when I'd seen their kind of next few fixtures, that one immediately popped up because you would imagine Leon are wanting to be challenging um, for that Leon title. So, yeah, I yeah. think in terms of, well, I was just going to say, in terms of teams we faced, I reckon Leverkusen, under Gerard, Leverkusen have probably been the hardest and best side that we've placed. I'd probably put Leon just beneath them and what I've not seen much of them but from what I've read and from what I've heard other people saying I'd probably put them just beneath the Leverkusen team that we played probably in a similar mould to your Portos and Benficas Yeah I, I, I'm the same I've not seen Leon at all the last time I've seen Leon was when we played them in that cup in the, the pre-season the pre-season matches but I would probably put them along the lines of what you've said there as well Um the good thing about the European ties and a team like Leon is that they're not going to come sit in at Ibrox like Motherwell will do at the weekend. No doubt they'll come and have a go at Rangers and they'll 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 play football, which is good. Which means we can then play our game. So I think it'll be a good game of football. I really do, and it'll be interesting in terms of the, the lineup. The Rangers tomorrow night will obviously come on at that in terms of what you think the lineup's going to be. But yeah, I, I think it could be a good game tomorrow night. What we were expected to get out of it, I don't know. As, as a point, a bad result for Rangers tomorrow night, I would, I would say that's a decent result for Rangers, but you always want to win your home games. If you can win all your home games in these group stages, you're pretty much into the next round of the Europa League. So that's what Gerald will be looking at. 
and we've got a great record at Ibrooks in terms of European football and domestically as well. So he'll be going out telling Rangers play your own game, like he said in the press conference, and and have a go at Leon and um, don't have any regrets or anything. I don't think Rangers will change in terms of what they usually do. So yeah, so we'll basically coming on to the teams, which is interesting because I had two kind of different teams today. So. What's your team for tomorrow night? Yeah, I've, I've been got two teams that I've been toying with. So, in fact, they're probably both very similar, if not the same as yours. Yeah. So, <clears throat> backline in McGregor, Tav, Goldson, Balogun, and Barisic. Midfield of Kamara, Davis, and Lundstrom, I think, might play. And then up front, Kent, Morelos and Aribo. That, that's the team I'm going for. I've got one that's slightly different, but yeah, let you go with yours. Yeah. I, I'm similar to you in terms of I think he might bring somebody in in the midfield for a bit more steel, if you know what I mean. So my back line's the exact same as you, which I think pretty much every Rangers fan will be the only one you could possibly say is Bassey, but I can't see it. I think Barisic will come right back in there, especially European tie. My midfield three is, is Kamara Davis. I think he might bring Scott Arfield back in there. He, I think he likes Arfield in European competition. He's been there. He's done at Arfield. He can link between the midfield and the front lines. I could see Arfield starting. And my front three is the exact same as you as well. I think it'll be Kent, Morelos and Aribo as well. I did think possibly Scott Wright in terms of they'll have a go at us and there might be, they might be there to go at the back, but he can't drop Aribo for me. So that's my starting line-up as well. And the two of us haven't put Kamar Roof in there either, which is it's just surprising. No, I, but I just... I can't... I just, sorry, here you go. No, I was going to say, I kind of had the team that I had with Lundstrom. It was either a toss-up between Lundstrom and Arfield in that one. But I don't think, Arfield's not really played very much recently. That was yeah. my only concern for not putting him in, whereas Lundstrom's came off the bench a few times recently. And he's actually looked, he's looked as if he's getting up to speed now, Lundstrom, um, after your earlier season slating of him. <laughs> um, but I also thought that a potential would be that he would just play the exact same sort of forward six that he did at the weekend there. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think in the first half we weren't getting much joy with it, to be honest. So I would push Aribo further, further forward. Yeah, that, my thinking was the same. I, I did. I was thinking that along the same lines. Would he play the, the same front six again? It's an easy one to pick, to be honest. But sometimes I think Morelos and Ruth, I just don't think they work at times. They're probably maybe suited to, to different games. I like Aribo in that forward position on the right. I think he can cause damage down there, especially with his quick feet. So... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow night. No doubt we'll be wrong. There'll be a curveball thrown in somewhere. You never know. But yeah, score predictions for tomorrow night. <laughs> You're always quite positive, to be honest. So you've probably got some ridiculous scoreline. What have you got? No, I don't. I wouldn't say it's overly positive, but it's not negative. I don't think. Um, I'm going for two each. What are you going for a draw? <clears throat> so you're going to see a lot of goals I, in this I, game I, then. I, I, yeah, I could see him playing this like how you play a, an away European game, potentially. Leon, I think, will have an awful lot of the ball. Um, and I don't want it to get to the stage where, like, we 
you know, Benfica and Porto where you're losing loads of goals if you go a wee bit too gung-ho. Yeah, yeah. We, we, to be fair, a lot of European ties we've played, it has been a bit back and forth in terms of goals in a lot of these games, and it's, it's not been great for the heart, to be honest, in terms of last year. Um, Royal Antwerp springs to mind, but I, I'm the same as you. I think they'll score Leon, but I'm going to go more positive, Scotia. I'm going to go 2-1 Rangers, and I think Morelos will get another European goal again. So, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you're I, right. And I'm wrong, yeah. Hopefully I'm right. So, I, to be honest, if somebody offered me a draw, I'd probably take a draw. But, yeah, 2-1. I'm going 2-1 Rangers. Alfie score. Alfie score one of the goals. So, yeah, that's everything, Scotia. We'll, we'll have that wrapped up. So, um, yeah, if you like this, if you can um, jump onto our social medias. We're on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are also on Twitter as well. So, yeah, we're trying to get our actually YouTube followers up to 1,000. We're not too far away. Scotia said when we hit 1,000, he'd take all the, the podders out for a night out on him. So if we could hit the 1,000, that'd be most appreciated. First half heard yeah, of we're, us. <laughs> we're also found on Acast, Spotify as well, and like I said, YouTube as well. So, yeah. So, yeah, Scotia, thank you for coming on and saving the day. Hi, no worries. Cheers. Good to speak to you. And I'll um, see you tomorrow night. I will see you tomorrow night. So, yeah, that has been a Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, the Champions podcast. And we will be back tomorrow with our match reaction, which will probably be myself and Jamie. I think Carney might be coming on as well. So we'll be back tomorrow night. Thanks. Thanks again. And we'll see you again. <laughs>